Welcome to my very first episode of Mazahood. Yes, my name is Maz and I've recently become a mum again for the third time, but uh, there was a massive gap, so, but we'll get into that later on or maybe in another podcast. So uh, the reason that I wanted to do this, so I've recently gone on maternity leave and then had to resign from my job because it was just too hard, I know. Other mothers do it, but um, I just found it a struggle. So I'll tell you a little bit about myself. So I've got two teenagers, yes, an 18-year-old and a uh, 16-year-old, yes. <laughs> there goes the memory. Uh, you know, baby uh, baby brain, yep, still got it. Probably got it from the 18-year-old and it just hasn't gone anywhere. So yeah, I've got an 18-year-old and a 16-year-old. And um, just recently, well, in the last year and a half, I had a baby, a new one. Yeah, massive gap. And um, so I've always loved music and radio and for the last, well, more than 10 years now, I was doing um, community radio and I got a job uh, at my local community radio station doing the drive shift a couple of days a week and that's how I first started out in radio. Then I worked um, at one of the big radio stations just doing their What's On page and getting to know people and basically got the radio bug. I studied um, at afters, just a short course to have a little taster and, you know, just to see if I could do it and if it was for me. Well, I already knew it was for me, but just so I could um, have a little bit of, I guess, uh, you know, um, the, the paperwork behind me. So to prove that I had studied it, I guess, as well. So I, I knew I loved it and I'd been doing it, but also to have some of the schooling of it. And um, then, so I did that for a while, and then a few years ago, I was like, okay, well, I need to go, I need to, next step. So I got a job um, at one of the commercial radio stations down in Campbelltown. So I'm from Sydney, Australia, in case you didn't know. And um, I was working there on the road crew for a few years, and I absolutely loved it. What I didn't love was the 4 a.m. wake-up calls, and then I had to drive an hour down uh, to Campbelltown from where I live, and you know, I had that, that was just it took its toll. And eventually, after two years, like I, um, I, I got a little bit disheartened because it wasn't going where I wanted it to. So I resigned there. And then uh, when I resigned, uh, one of the guys from my previous radio station, Community Radio, um, called me up to congratulate me because he heard me on air. And he's like, you know, you've done a great job. And um, yeah, I'm really proud of you. And then I had to tell him. I was very upset about telling him. But I had to tell him that I resigned um, because, you know, it didn't work out. And he's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, you're really good at what you do. Um, their loss, his words, not mine. Um, very grateful for him, Maddie. And um, he said, you know, there may be a position coming available at our station. It, it was community radio, but um, he said a paid position could come up, like could be possible. So I thought, well, you know, if he's willing to pay me, to do what I do and do what I love. I can't be that bad, right? So I went there and I did the morning shifts um, just for free, again. <laughs> volunteer work, lots of volunteer work. Pretty much if you want to get into these kind of industries, you've got to volunteer for a long time. Probably not as long as I have volunteered for, but being a, a mum, a young mum, and not really having any direction or anyone to guide me, just doing my own thing, I guess it just took a lot longer than other people and you know you put your family first I put my family first a lot as you know most mothers do as I'm sure you do and um, so I uh, I was doing mornings and so what I would do I'd go in and record 
you know, the, the, the week ahead, like record the mornings, the, the shifts um, to come every day. And so that was really fun. And I was coming in about 8.30, hanging out with the breakfast guy, you know, learning the ropes and things like that. And then they offered me the drive shift and that was a paid shift, a paid gig. I, I was beside myself. It wasn't that much because it's community radio, but I thought, oh my goodness, I'm getting paid to do what I love. It doesn't matter, you know, how much it is. And it's just that I'm getting paid to do it. Somebody's paying me to do this and I love doing this. So it's not really, it didn't make sense to get paid. Of course it did because we all need to get paid and I was doing it five days a week. And I absolutely loved it. It was a bit stressful trying to come up with things every day. What am I going to talk about? You know, what's happening in the world? I was chasing so many different um, just everything, websites, Instagram, Facebook, seeing what's happening. And, and I, I love doing that anyway. I do it regularly. I mean, we all love <laughs> Instagram and Facebook, but it felt good to be getting news and knowledge out there. Before I even got into radio, I remember looking at things in the area to do with the kids. Um, you know, not just my kids, other people's kids. Oh, did you know this is on? You know, that might suit your child. Or did you know this is on? You know, um, that's great for their age group or whatever it was, or for us, you know, like a Wiggles concert or something might be on. Everyone knows who the Wiggles are, right? Yeah, pretty awesome. And um, so I, uh, oh, I digress. <laughs> Lost my train of thought. Uh, it'll come back. Okay, so I, I got the job. I was so excited. I was working there and um, we had planned, that's right, we had planned uh, to go overseas that year. So when I got the job, I was so excited and I'm like, thank you so much, I'm, I'm, you know, I won't let you down, I'm dedicated, I'm excited, I'm ready for this, I've been working hard for this for the past 10 years or so and as I first started my career there, when I first decided to do radio, so they've known me for many years and, you know, that's why you shouldn't, um, like, don't, don't be rude to people, leave on a good note, wherever you are, leave on a good note because you don't know. You could end up back there and I never imagined I'd end up back at SWA and um, I did. They gave me a job, a paid job. So I was there for a few years beforehand, left for a few years, quite a few years and um, then they offered me a job to come back, a paid job. That's so cool. Anyway, so I was working, I got the job and I said, oh, thank you, you know, blah, 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 I won't let you down, I love this, I'm so excited, can't wait to get started, which I couldn't. Uh, Just letting you know, in July, June, July, we're planning a family holiday. Don't have the dates yet, but just so you know. And they're like, yep, cool, no worries. I'll let, you know, let us know when you know the dates. And I'm like, yep, cool, I shall do that. And um, so this is, what, January, February I started my job. You would not believe what happened. <laughs> so my baby boy was turning 15. Yes, he was 14 and whatever he was. 14, one month I think he was, uh, 15, no he must just, I don't know, anyway he was turning 15, something like that and then I found out I was pregnant and I was like what, can't be true and my husband was so excited, so excited and I was like no this this isn't happening, like I'd, I'd wanted to have a child for a while because um, other members in my family had, had children and I thought oh well you know my turn will come soon I guess, I've got, there's five girls in my family and two boys five girls and a few years earlier to me falling pregnant three years actually um all my sisters fell pregnant every single one of them I thought okay well this is it this is the year I'm gonna fall pregnant well okay and I'll be pregnant with all my sisters it's fantastic but it's not what happened (laughs) 
So I was a little bit emotional, a little bit disappointed. And I thought, you know what? I'm very blessed. I've got a boy and a girl. You know, they're happy, they're healthy. Yes, they're pains in the ass sometimes. I should say that quietly in case my son hears. But um, they're good kids, you know, and, and I'm blessed. Some people can't have any kids. I've got two. That's okay. I can handle that. And you know what? We can do things with our lives. We can go on holidays. Like, it's easier. It's just easier. You don't need to get a bigger car. You don't need to do all these things. So I kind of accepted it. And plus, I had my career now. So I was like, you know what? That's okay. Full steam ahead into my career. And, um, yeah, I'll just get into that and distract myself with that. And that's exactly what I did. And I was so happy. So when I found out I was pregnant, I couldn't believe it. I was just, like, in shock right through the pregnancy. I just didn't believe it. Even when I heard the heartbeat, until I heard the heartbeat at the ultrasound, I didn't believe it. And then still I didn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. And this big belly growing and growing. And while I was excited about this new life and this new child and this new little um, person in our family, it just didn't didn't make any sense. Like, how how is this possible? I mean, I know how it's possible because I've um, been married <laughs> for a long time, but <laughs> I just didn't. I don't know. I don't know. And the only explanation I have is what I tell everybody is my husband started the gym the year before. He started going to the gym and he wanted a child. He started wanting a child, like wanting another one. He's like, I'm ready to have another one. And I said, well, buddy, you know, you might have to go find somebody else because um, it just doesn't seem to be working. I think it's broken. You know, just as a joke, I'm, I'm broken. I'm, I'm broken machine. I'm broken down. <laughs> it's not working. And then, you know, power of the tongue or power of the gym, maybe both. A few months later, probably within a year of him starting to say, I want more kids, I want, you know, I felt pregnant and I was just, yeah, beside myself. So it was really, really hard for me um, to go into work and tell them, so, hey, um, you know how I'm going away in June, July, haven't got the dates yet. Well, um, I'm pregnant. <laughs> And I just, it was so hard, I guess because it was hard for me to believe it. And I just felt, I felt guilty because I felt like, you know, you guys have given me this amazing opportunity and now I know that I'm going to let you down in, in some way. Like, I don't know whether it be, I have to go to ultrasounds or I have to go to appointments, you know, I'll try and work around it or sick days or, and I just didn't know what to expect. But, I, and I also knew that once that baby comes, I'll be taking time off. I didn't know how much time at the time, but I knew that that's what was in store. And so, um, like I said, as excited as I was and nervous and anxious and loving my job, as the pregnancy progressed, it did get harder and I was out of breath and I was struggling to do it. And I just, I pushed through, I pushed through. There was time, there was one time. So I'm doing the drive shift um, five days a week from four to six. I know it's not long hours, but it does, it takes your toll, it just does. I'm just, I'm just a wuss. <laughs> just can't handle too much hard work. No, I, I love working, but um, yeah, it just, I guess being pregnant, just threw me. When I, when I was last pregnant, I was in my 20s and now I'm almost 40. Like, on the closer side to, well, no, not anymore, closer to 40 than 35, let's put it that way. So it just really threw me. And um, so, I, yeah, I, I was struggling. Um, not in the first few months, everything was okay. I had a lot of nausea, but thank God I um, I wasn't too sick. Like I wasn't throwing up constantly. I just, I was often nauseous. I had to carry food around with me. My husband laughs because he thinks, you know, I love my food so much. Anyone that knows me knows I love my food. 
and so he thinks that that's a normal thing like he makes fun of me for that but no I had to have biscuits like within arm's reach I had to have something within arm's reach anything probably not a chocolate bar mostly dry things just to sort of calm that nausea feeling and um yeah so I remember being at work one day and I used to I usually get in or I used to get in around three o'clock so that way I could do some prep and I like to do organize some interviews like with the news guys or like news stories that were happening so breaking news of the day I always did like a, a news cross and um you know that was really fun for me and exciting and, and chatting to the news reporter and feeling important I guess and one day I was just I was literally laying on the floor in pain and I was probably, it was just before we went away, so I was really scared, um, about four months, five months. And um, I was like, okay, I've got, I've got to call an ambulance, but who's going to do my shift? Like, what do I do? And all this is going through my head, like, do I just walk out? Do I, do I ring the ambulance? Do I ring, you know, the boss and say I need to leave? Like, I just didn't know what to do. And I just pushed through because I love my job and I appreciate the opportunity that they'd given me. And um, I don't know how I did it. <laughs> I don't know how I pushed through. I just did. And then at the end of it, like I rang my husband. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm in a lot of pain. I feel really sick. I don't know what's going on. I actually thought I was having a miscarriage because I just couldn't believe I was pregnant. Like it just didn't make any sense to me to be pregnant. I, like that, you know, uh, that far apart, like to have such a distant pregnancy I thought I would have fallen pregnant pretty much straight after my son so you know they my daughter and my son were two years apart and um yeah and then it just never happened so it was really weird and we didn't I don't use maybe too much information but I don't use any protection I don't don't use anything I don't believe in it I just kind of leave it in God's hands and just say you know what what God wants God gives <laughs> sometimes I think that's really crazy I know but it's worked out all right so far so anyway um so I was in a lot of pain and just pushed through and then the pain just like I rang the um the local doctor surgery and they were closed and then slowly the pain just disappeared so I put it down to maybe it was coffee even though I was drinking decaf I th okay I went off coffee for a while and then um I we, we had our plan uh, to to go overseas we were traveling for a friend's wedding uh one of my best friends was getting married in Portugal and um, the year before, not knowing I was going to fall pregnant, or the year before that even, when we found out they're engaged and that's what the plan was. I'm like, I'm coming. It was just, you know, just putting it out there. I'm coming. Didn't really think I was, but I just, I really obviously wanted to. And then finding out I'm pregnant, I'm like, I'm still going. I'm not letting this stop me. No way. This is Spain and Portugal. Like, what the hell? Sorry, baby, you're coming on board and you're going you're gonna to be fine and we're going to be fine. And it was, and I'm so glad I went. It was a bit of a struggle, obviously, you know, when you're travelling, there's a lot of sightseeing and being heavily pregnant, almost at the point of not being allowed to fly. Um, you know, it was, and it was in the middle of summer too, so it was very hard. Some days were harder than others. I think I really wore myself out by the time we got um, down to the bottom of Spain, to Seville, and uh, I can't remember the name of the other place, but it was just so freaking hot that I was like, no, I can't do this. I'm, I'm just going to stay in the hotel. You know, I'll sit by the pool, maybe dip my legs in the pool, or I'm just going to sit in the aircon because I don't care where I am in the world. I just, I can't be bothered with it right now. And so, yeah, no, but it was a great holiday, even though I was heavily pregnant. I tried to get a few upgrades, you know, played the, oh, the pregnancy card. I'm so sore and tired. And what was funny, they were going to give me an upgrade, but it was just for me. And I 
felt a bit guilty. I didn't want to sit by myself, so I just sort of sat in cattle class with the rest of the family. But that's okay. One day I'll get it. And um, yeah, so I, I went back to work, and I'm thinking, okay, so now like, wow, I'm, I'm having a baby in October, but um, I just started this new job. So obviously I told them, you know, I'll, I'll work right up until the pregnancy, like until uh, until labour. And I was kind of hoping in a way to go into labour on air because I just thought it'd be fun. I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but I was just too tired and couldn't handle it anymore. So I um, decided to leave two weeks before she was due. And that was, that worked out really well. And then I went, I told them I'll come back. I was deciding because we, we go back to work. So they wrap up in December, I think it was December 24th, that would have wrapped up. And we go back on, I think it was January the 15th. And I was planning to go back because I, I loved my job and I really wanted to get back into it and absolutely loved what I did. And they were so good. They said, you know, you can bring bring the baby in with you. Um, it's not a problem, we'll work it out. And so I thought, you know what, like this is fantastic. And then um, the girl that took over from me needed six months and I thought, you know what, she didn't want to just take those few months uh, to cover for me. She wanted the whole six months. So we said, okay, that, that works for me. So I went back. Um, I think it was just after Easter, so it was, you know, perfect timing. Had all that time, like Christmas with, with my baby and um, New Year's, and I mean, not that I did much. I was like in a cocoon. I couldn't, I lost my mojo, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> um, I lost it for a long time. And so I, um, yeah, I, I was happy to take the six months. And then I went back and I was I had a lot of anxiety about going back. Like, how how is this gonna work? Like okay, yes, I can take this baby to work with me and, you know, I'm a strong woman, I can do this, but how's, how's it going to happen? How am I going to carry her inside? How am I going to carry everything? I'm going to have to leave earlier. I'm going to have to organise myself better. And I just had a lot of anxiety about it. And then I just um, said to myself, you know what? Take it a day at a time because you don't know what... If you look too far into the future, we don't even know what the future holds. And that's another story as well. But we just... Well, I mean, I wasn't planning to have a baby at this point in my life a few years ago maybe I mean well she's nearly two she'll be two in October but a few years prior to that maybe but not um you know I settled with the fact that I couldn't and I was fine with that but so um yeah I went back a day at a time and it was it was hard it was good at first because I had her in a bit of a routine I guess I started to put her in a routine before um, I went back to work so that I could manage and think how I'm going to do this and yeah, so she was in a little capsule and obviously being a newborn baby that sleep most of the time so it was fantastic it was great and it wasn't as bad as it could have been it was a little bit harder you know changing nappies and having to feed and had to sort all that stuff out and um getting home you know i was, I was finishing at six so i had four to six on the air shift and obviously you know when you've got a baby the only time i could look after her was between songs because you're on the air and so it, it worked, it worked for a while. And then as she started to get older and more vocal, I think she definitely takes after her mum who likes to talk a lot. Yes, you've, <laughs> I'm sure you're gonna hear her on some of these podcasts. Um, she, yeah, started to get very vocal and yell out things and um, crying as well. And that's not fun, you know, when your baby's screaming and you're, I was on air, I was doing like traffic checks or whatever and she's screaming and it was, it's, it was very emotional because it's like, well, I need to do what I'm, I need to do my work, but hey, I need to look after my baby. And it was, I was so torn and I just never felt like I was doing anything right. It was like in being pulled in two directions. And as great as my, um, the bosses were at, at SWA, 
they were fantastic. They said to me, even if you know you don't need to, if you need to play another song, that's fine. You don't need to follow um, the the script to you know to T. You can play another song or play whatever you need to do, just to to mix things up to make it work for you. But then it started to get really hard, and you know a few times I went off air because I went to throw a nappy in the bin and. Um, wash my hands and then run back into the studio thinking I'd tick the next song and I hadn't so I went off air and just you know baby brain you forget things or you start talking to somebody and you just I don't know <laughs> it was really hard so um, so then I, I knew like I'd been thinking for a while okay I, I don't know if I can do this um, but I didn't want to quit I didn't want to stop because They'd given me this opportunity. I loved what I was doing. It was my life. It gave me purpose. It gave me something to do, something to look forward to every day. And like I'd, I'd watch, you know, certain things so that I could get something to talk about. Like I'd watch the Super Bowl just so I could see the halftime show to see how it was. And I'll never forget tuning into Lady Gaga's one. That was absolutely incredible. She was incredible. I love it. I still remember. I could still picture how she jumped out of the sky and with the football and got into it. It was amazing. But things like that really excited me, and uh, I love to talk about it. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe because my husband doesn't like listening to me because I talk too much, and he's not interested in this kind of thing. So I just um, like to talk about it on there. And so yeah, it got harder and harder, and she got more loud and and harder to manage. And some days I'd be able to like if my kids, were, the older kids, were on holidays, school holidays. I'd be able to leave her there and it would just be like, oh, such a relief just to, to run out the door without the baby bag and everything else and make sure I've got some toys for her and make sure I've got her nappies and change her clothes in case and wipes, you know. I don't know how I managed it, but every single day I never forgot her wipes and I, every, always in my head I'm like, I'm going to forget it. One day I'm going to forget one. And then one day I did. <laughs> and, you know, I had to try and use tissues and I, it doesn't work. You can't wipe you know, a baby's butt with tissues, it sticks to it and they're moving and wriggling and it was pretty horrible. I'm like, I can't do this, I can't do this anymore. And then, um, and to make matters worse, uh, in September last year, my brother-in-law passed away. So I was already struggling with, um, you know, sticking it out and deciding whether I should stick it out or not. And then that just took a massive, massive toll on my family. Uh, on myself and and my family, of course, and I knew, okay, I need to be, I need to be at home more because I was finishing work at six. By the time I get home, you know, close to seven, then I've got a baby to organise, then I've got to make dinner, and it was just, it was just becoming too much, and so um, I had to decide, you know. So I'm pretty much after my brother-in-law passed away, I I made the decision that I don't think this is the right thing for me anymore. Um, I love doing it and I'm going to talk to somebody about this because I don't want to leave, but I felt like I had no choice, like I kept being pushed in that direction. And so um, come December, I resigned. And like I, I, I wanted to resign earlier, but I didn't, and so I didn't know what to do and I thought, I can't, I can't just keep putting it off, like I need to let them know so they can find somebody or, you know, figure out what, what we're going to do. And they're like, can't you just come in a couple of days a week or can't you just do this or that? And I just, I knew I couldn't because even if I did come in a couple of days a week, it would just still be the same. I'd still have that anxiety of not knowing how Jacinta was going to go that day or how, um, you know, and not being able to do my interviews. I, I organised an interview with um, Shepherd, if you've ever heard of them. They're from Queensland. They're a pretty cool band. And they were touring locally in Sydney. 
I thought, you know what, this is a great opportunity for me to start doing some interviews again. So I organised the interview and I was really excited about it. And luckily my daughter that day um, said to me, Mum, if you want, like, I'll, I'll mind to centre for you. And I thought, you know what, that's a good idea. And so I went and I did the interview. The interview took 20 minutes or to half an hour, but the editing took over an hour. And um, I just thought, wow, like, how would I have done that with a baby? Like, sitting, obviously I couldn't have her in the studio with me chatting to him for 20 minutes. And if I had, you know, she would have been, she could have been crying. It wouldn't have been a good interview. It wouldn't have gone down well. And then the editing, like, it would have taken me so much longer. I wouldn't have even been able to play it that day because I would have been running in and out. So instead of having, dedicating that full time to the edit, it would have just been between her and between editing and then I would have had to actually start working and editing and looking after a baby. So I was just so grateful that day that I, I got that done, but that made me realise that I actually can't do this with her there. And I also, in case you're wondering why I didn't get her babysat, I just, it was too hard. I thought, you know, I did get offers. Maybe I'm a little bit stubborn in that sense, but I just thought, you know what, it's too hard because by the time I have to drop her off, and I'm the type of person I can't just drop somebody and go, like with a friend or a family member. So drop her off and then I have to go to work and then I have to go pick her up and hang out and say thank you and, you know, appreciate them, which of course I would. It's already taken me, but by the time I drive from work to wherever she's going to be and then, you know, hang out there for a bit, put her back in the car and then go home, I'm not going to get home till 7.30. And I was already getting home 6.30 or close to 7.00. And I just thought, I'm getting home, I'll be getting home at 7.30. I'm already struggling, you know, to get dinner on the table. We're eating at 8.30, sometimes 9. Shh. <laughs> um, that's a, a European thing, I found out. So maybe, you know, it's my European descent. <laughs> but that's not normal in Australia, I know. But I just thought, you know, this, this isn't working for me. I can't do it. I literally can't. So I had to had to let go, and that was a really, really, really hard thing to do. It, I actually got depressed. I was already, I believe, had a bit of postnatal depression, struggling, but because I was still doing what I loved doing, it was good. Um, but then once my brother-in-law passed away and I realised that I can't continue doing what I'm doing anymore, it just, it just got to me, and I got really low and really depressed about it. And, um, yeah, so I thought, you know what? The last few months have really, I, I had to see somebody, but that's a whole other show as well. Um, I had to see somebody about it to get through it and to, to confirm, you know, what I was, if I was crazy or not. And um, I'd just been thinking about doing podcasting and I thought, you know what, I can still do what I love and I can do it from home. Like right now she's asleep. So it's uh, Saturday lunchtime-ish and she's asleep. So I've got a bit of freedom tidied the house this morning while she was awake. Don't ask me how I did that. Most of it anyway. But um, yeah, so she's asleep and I thought, you know what, I can still do what I love. Maybe I'm not getting paid, but that's okay. I'm doing what I love and that's how it all started anyway. So that's why I'm podcasting. That's why I came up with Mazahood. And I'd like to thank my sister, Christy, for helping me um, you know, encouraging me because I think we all need a bit of encouragement every now and then even though we may have an idea to do something or, or want to do something and we just can't be- don't believe in ourselves or can't believe in ourselves that we can do it and just need a bit of encouragement sometimes so thanks to my sister, I really appreciate it so I hope you've enjoyed the first podcast of Mazahood with Maz 
So join me next week and I'll uh, talk about parenting the second time around, even though it's actually the third time. It feels like the first time. (laughs) That's very strange. And of course, losing my mojo and I'll let you know how I got it back. Perfect timing to wrap this up because little Miss J just woke up and she's going to need my attention. So thank you so much for your time and I'll chat to you next week. Have a great day. Bye.